With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com. That's the way tire buying should be. Hey, uh, tomorrow night is the NFL draft. Yeah, NFL draft. Be sure not miss draft night right here on Fox Sports Radio. That's this Thursday night, 8 o'clock Eastern, throughout the first round of the draft. Jay Glazer, uh, Steve Keim. LeVar Arrington, Rob Stone. They got pick-by-pick predictions and reactions to every first-round pick. That's Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, throughout the first round of the draft, live on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio's draft coverage is presented by Chalk CHOQ, the reigning champion of natural men's health. Level up your strength, energy, and focus at CHOQ.com. Code is draft for 35% off any subscription for life. CHOQ.com. Code is draft. Um... Aaron Rodgers is a jet and we're going to have lots of different comments about it. Okay. But I, the way I view politics, the way I view life is the way I view sports. I am what I would term a radical centrist, right? A radical centrist. If you told me a far left view on politics, I would probably take, say, Hmm, no. And a far right view, I would say, mm, no, I'm somewhere in the middle on just about. And that somehow has become a radical idea that I'm sitting there in the center. Right. I'm sitting there in the center. And the same is true in sports. What happens is these radical ideas become normalized. And so the normal ideas become radicalized. 
I'm supposed to say, man, the Packers got over on the Jets. Yeah. Brian Gutekunst got over on him. Or I'm supposed to say, like, the Jets are amazing. Because there's no middle ground in anything anymore. When the truth is, Aaron Rodgers is freaking awesome as a quarterback. When he's engaged, when he's in a good place, when he's motivated, he's probably the best to ever play the position. Right? His issue is, was, and has always been his greatest strength is his is is what sometimes leads to his greatest failure, which is he doesn't carry a chip on his shoulder. He's got a bag of chips. It both motivates him, but also can deplete him as well. Colin likes to call him a front runner. But really what it is is, like, look, he feels the weight of expectations, and when things aren't going well, he allows those same chips that motivated him to weigh him down. We're not, we can't win here. But he's a great quarterback. And if you listen to him his press conference, you're like, man, kind of charming. Yeah. Part of being a quarterback is the ability to lead grown men, to make them believe. You think he can't do that with media members and with you and me? Of course he can. All these great quarterbacks, all of them, all of them, Mahomes, Hurts, Russell Wilson, you know, Tom Brady, whatever. When you meet them and they want to turn on the charm, you will think they're your best friend. They're your best friend. They're amazing. And so the truth is that, yeah, the Packers did really, really well, considering he didn't want to play for the Packers anymore. And part of the delay apparently was they reworked his contract or some of the language in the contract that opens up $14.5 million in cap room this year for the Packers. They did as well as they possibly could do. But I want you to ask yourself this for one second. Strip out all the feelings and emotions. If you're a Packers fan, would you rather have 12 as your quarterback or Jordan Love for one season? Of course you'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. Because when he's right and things are right, He's the best in the league, and it's not really all that close. So, yeah, did the did the Jets win the trade? Yes. Did the Packers win the trade? Yes. There's just a lot to it. That's why it's called a trade. It's a somewhat fair trade. They got the first ballot Hall of Famer who's now motivated, got enough gas in the tank, but the downside is you have no idea what happens at the end of this year. You have no idea what will happen if they get off to a poor start. You have no idea if, you know, some of the things that become, can become kind of annoyances about him drag into New York. And for the Packers, whew, finally don't have to answer Aaron Rodgers' questions. But we have no idea if Jordan loves any good. And if he's not any good, you put yourself in position with multiple first-round picks this year into, you know, next, excuse me, next year to maybe move up and get the next quarterback. That's the best you can do. But the Jets won it because they got the star player. The Packers won it because they did about as well as they could do. And Aaron Rodgers won it because, well, what he wanted was to get paid and to try playing somewhere else. Everybody wins. Here's Aaron Rodgers 
on the talks about him being old. I'm an old guy, so I want to be a part of a team that can win it all. And I believe that this is a place we can get that done. Uh, here's Aaron Rodgers on the Jets. I'm here because I believe this. I believe in this team. I believe in Kosala. I believe in the direction of Joe Douglas. Obviously, he's drafted really well. Uh, here's Aaron Rodgers on where he's supposed to be. I believe it was going to happen the entire time. Just a matter of, uh, I think, waiting each other out. My intention coming out of the darkness was to pursue uh, this opportunity. And I enjoyed the meeting uh, with, you know, Woody and Christopher came out. These two guys, Hack, and I just got a great feel with uh, all those guys about the possibility. And as I leaned into it, uh, getting back into some more strenuous workouts, I just really believed that this was where I was supposed to be. A lot of things had to come together, and I, I believe there was some major synchronization to make this happen. But I'm excited about the opportunity here. I always believed this was uh, possible, and things moved pretty quickly on Monday, and, and thankfully I'm here now. Here's Aaron Rodgers talking about Nathaniel Hackett and his role. A big reason I'm here, uh, i got to mention, is Nathaniel Hackett, who's here. Uh, Hack and I became really close friends in Green Bay, and I love him like a brother. I believe in him. Uh, really happy to be back working with him. Uh, I thought this was the great charming note about the Jets' lone Super Bowl trophy. The Jets have an incredible, passionate fan base. I saw that last year at Lambeau. Obviously, you know about Fireman Ed and, and uh, you know his passion for the team. I think that's an exciting draw to this as well, as being a part of something special. I grew up watching old VHS tapes of, uh, of the Super Bowls, and so obviously I know about the Guarantee and, and Broadway Joe. Been a while since then. I noticed uh, walking in this morning that that uh, Super Bowl three trophy is looking a little lonely. I mean, hit all the notes, right? It's like, oh my gosh. He mentioned the owner, the GM, the coach, Fireman Ed, the Super Bowl, Joe Namath. He's, he won't wear Namath's number. Like, oh, uh, somewhere Jason Smith is just, he uh, can't even handle it. Mike Greenberg, all these knuckleheads that are Jets fans that talk about a team that sucks only because they're their team, not because they deserve coverage, right? I mean, they're, 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 they're the Clippers with one championship. That's, that's who they are, right? They're the, they're the Chargers if the Chargers won the Super Bowl. That's who they are. And yet now they have Aaron Rodgers. Right? They have Aaron Rodgers. Well, it's, it's just, you got to admit, it's crazy that Favre played there and now Rodgers plays there. Right? And someday Jordan Luck might play there, right? Like it just, it is nuts that the last two Hall of Fame quarterbacks to start for the Green Bay Packers in succession both left after tinkering with retirement, coming back, tinkering with the retirement, and then being replaced by the heir apparent that's already been drafted in the first round in the 20s by the Packers only to go to the New York Jets. Like, that is just the weirdest stuff ever. But that's what happened. That's what happened. And Aaron Rodgers is at his best when people tell him he can't do something. And whether or not the Packers still believe that he could do it, they very likely do, but he takes it as, uh, they don't think I, everybody thinks I'm done. Motivated Aaron Rodgers, a refreshed Aaron Rodgers, is an awesome Aaron Rodgers. How long does he want to do it for? Or how does he deal with the fact that the Jets, you know, like, they won games last year, but it's not like they were perfectly coached, and it'll be different. Remember, Tom Brady grew frustrated after just one year in which he won a Super Bowl. Did the Packers win the trade? Yes. Did the Jets win the trade? Yes. Did Aaron Rodgers win the trade? Yes. 
And oh yeah, by the way, to people who think, well, this is a dramatic change for quarterbacks in the NFL. Dramatic change. I mean, Joe Namath didn't finish as a Jet. Peyton Manning didn't finish as a Colt. Brett Favre didn't finish as a Packer. Johnny Unitas didn't finish as a Colt. Go around the league. I mean, yes, Troy Aikman did, but it's because he got hurt. Tony Romo did because he got hurt. Dan Marino did. They rode that Dan Marino thing uh, into the sunset. But so did uh, Ben Roethlisberger, and that just ended last year. But Joe Montana didn't. I know. Steve Young played for multiple teams. This is more the norm than the exception. Yes, John Ramos. I'm here because I believe. It almost seemed, Doug, like he was going to the his uh, new girlfriend's parents' house. That whole, remember he was all like kind of rugged and long hair, and now he looked like the guy next door going to the prom for the first time. Cut hair, nice and tidy. Um, he, You're right, he played all the part perfectly. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I mean, it's, this is the deal to being a quarterback, right? The deal to being a quarterback is you're judged differently. You judge differently. And you got to be prepared for it. And that's why he's he's great. Like, all of these guys in their presentation are usually amazing. It's And we'll get to C.J. Stroud earlier today. And the guy, people that just don't get it are the people surrounding C.J. Stroud. Right? But your presentation is a lot of it. And you might say, well, that's BS. Like, not the position of quarterback. Go around. Look at the league. Listen to, listen to how Jalen Hurts... Uh, responds to every question. Let's how Russell Westbrook does. Well, it's Russell Westbrook. Well, Russell Wilson does. How Pat Mahomes does. That that's it's part of the position. He's a leader of a franchise. So yeah, like when you go to you get a new spot, you clean it up, you do the press conference, you know, you put on a, a Jets polo and you go to work. That's a very good point, Ramos. Very good point. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Let's welcome him in. He's a star wide receiver for TCU, and by many people's estimation, he'll be drafted on Thursday night. That means a first-round draft pick in the upcoming NFL draft. He's Quentin Johnson, and he's joining us on behalf of Head and & Shoulders and the P&G Style Lounge. Uh, Quentin, thanks so much for joining us. Where are you physically right now? Uh, I'm, in, uh, I'm in Kansas City right now. Um, all right, what's, what, is the, what is the feeling like to be you, to be a guy who – now you're doing the radio show run and TVs today, knowing that there's a very strong possibility, even likelihood, you're going to hear your name called in the first round tomorrow. Oh yeah, you know it's a it's a good feeling, very excited. Um, but uh, but I'm but I'm trying to stay as low headed as I can right now. Um, just kind of just kind of taking into account all the all the hard work and dedication I put into it. So uh, yeah, I know my I know I know my family is very excited as well. Um, who's the most excited of your family members? Um. The, the the most excited I I feel like it's probably it's probably my dad. It's a it's a toss up between my dad and my mom for sure. Pops is really excited. Like like yeah. like how often is he? Do you know? Do you know where where do you know where we're going? Do you know? Do you know where we're going? Do you do you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like three times a day. Yeah. What do you tell him? I look. I tell him. I, I tell him all the time. I'm gonna find out at the same time he finds out. 
you were all American. You guys played for a national championship. Um, when you're when you're growing up in Texas, in Temple, Texas, um, in comparison to what you dreamed it would be, how close is the reality? Uh, it's 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 close, but not as close as I thought it was. Kind of kind of just with the process and everything that comes along with it is something that that I that I was prepared for now, but but back then I would have never thought it would be like this. But it's been a cool experience. When Gary Patterson was let go and the new coaching staff came in, we know how this world works. So many other guys would 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 up and leave, especially with you wouldn't have to sit and you would probably killed it in NIL. What was that decision like? Uh with me, um I feel like uh, I feel like it was more than just than just getting up and leaving with a coach. Um I feel like uh, me as a player, I had already established myself uh, there as a player, and then I had already fell in love with the TCU community as a whole. Um, I made, I made, I made friends there, um, potential lifelong friends. Uh, I had um, uh, already good relationships with, you know, professors, boosters, um, you know, you know, uh, and uh, different high-profile high people around campus. So I feel like it, it, it would have been wrong for me just to get up and leave like that. Isn't it crazy though to go from that place where you guys were to then end up playing for a national championship? Oh yes, sir. It was, a, it was a big turnaround for us as a team because you know we went five and seven the year before, and then with with a few small tweaks, we you know made it all the way to the national championship. So it was very special for us. What is the uh, the negative to being a big wide receiver? Right, like big wide receivers, they they always want to. Oh, he doesn't get in and out of his breaks. Right, they there there is there there's always a pushback against the big wide receiver. What's the pushback they say against you? Um, with with me. Um, I think it's I think it's body catching. Um, uh, a lot of people feel like I don't trust my hands, which 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 I'm just clarifying now. I 100 percent do. Um, just kind of just kind of that coming coming from some plays on film. Uh, I I jump 30 feet in the air and then show guys off and not extend my arms, which um, you know you know is obviously something I'm, that that I'm going to correct going to the next level. Do you talk to your hands? Yes, sir. What do you say to them? Uh, when I when I put my arms, I, I, first of all, I, I just repeat catch the ball, catch the ball, catch the ball, and then one behind my hands, squeeze, and then I you know uh, look it all the way into the tuck, like literally said, just like that. Okay, what happens if you drop it? Like, do you do you curse at your hands? What or what or do you do? You, do you shame them? What do you do to your hands when 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 they don't catch the football? The only the only the only time I drop it, I don't I don't blame my hands because obviously um, it's, it's not my hands fault. It's my it's, it's just me as a person. So like so like the the past year, the times I've dropped the ball is when. Is when my when my hand and eye discipline wasn't you know messed up like I'll I'll see the ball extend my hands and then instantly try to turn around and make a move before I caught the ball so uh so uh it's just it's just being more disciplined yeah isn't that, isn't that a hardest thing no, we, we all yell we all yell at you guys on TV but I mean the reality is you got to catch the ball and then worry about somebody trying to take your head off right but like catch dudes are sitting there yelling in the stands catch the ball like you don't think I'm trying <laughs> to catch the ball yeah <laughs> yeah no, I just it, it, it just it just it's just something that comes with the game, though. You can't, you, you can't really be too mad at everybody that says stuff like that. Toughest moment in your career to date was what? Toughest moment in my career? Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, honestly, 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 it's probably this past year, the National Championship game. Um, um, you know, you know, we made it, made it that far. Had a had a great season, and for it to end like that, the way it did with that, with that loss, it was just, it was just, it just honestly left the sour taste and. Uh, in everybody's mouth. So. Yeah, it's, it, it's hard because what it does is it makes people think, you know, all those comeback wins, incredible wins you had, it makes people discount them when, like, no, 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 we, we just we just won the semifinals, right? We just beat Michigan. We beat all these teams in the Big 12. 
You know, we and and obviously, I mean, you lose at the one inch line in the Big 12 championship game. Like, but we we won all these games, and yet because of how it ended, that's the the lasting memory of TCU football. That's the hard part to explain to people how incredible season it was. Oh yeah, for sure. That that, that yeah, they ain't do nothing right there, but just set up set up a lifetime of arguments. You know, uh, after that, trying to <laughs> trying to trying to you know get into people's head. You know that that you know like we actually did do something other than just lose the championship Wait. game, but. Um, yeah, that's just that's just that's just how it, you know you know it is what it is, and we're just gonna have to you know deal with it for whoever brings it up. To All it. right, uh, uh, tell tell me what you're doing with Head and Shoulders in that in that PNG Lounge. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, you know uh, uh, I've been I've been trusting them for a minute now. There's there's a um, their sample of something that that I feel like does does the best job for my hair, and then, you know I'm gonna be on TV and stuff tomorrow. So I got, have to, got to look good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Got yeah, got so it. I got to keep my head looking good. So. So, you know, that's who I trust. All right. Well, can't wait for your mom and pops to find out where you're going. So can't we. Uh, Frog Nation is excited as well. Quentin, congrats on an incredible career. Look forward to seeing where you're going in the league. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Let's, uh, let's get to Christian Gonzalez. He's a star quarterback out of Oregon, a cornerback out of Oregon. He's getting ready for the upcoming draft. He joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Christian, how are you? We're doing great. How are you? I'm good, man. Are you in KC? Where, where are you right now? I am. I'm. I'm in Kansas City. Um, describe your level of excitement. Oh, I, I don't think I can describe it. Um, it's it's surreal. Uh, the fact that it's here uh, tomorrow night. I'm. I'm just. I'm really excited. Uh, you grew up in the suburbs of 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 Dallas, right, in Carrollton, Texas. Um, yep. Like everybody says, like what what was the dream when you're playing high school football? Uh, at the colony, what was the dream? To to get where I am to the NFL. Um, just always playing football since I was a little kid, all the way up to high school. It's always the same dream to to get to where I am now. Um, was there? Were you a cowboy in those dreams? Uh, not really. I, I never was a a big uh, sports fan. I never really had a team. Uh, growing up, I kind of growing up, I definitely watched a lot more cartoons than sports. Oh, this is a great. This is actually a way more interesting discussion. All right, uh, <laughs> the best cartoon is what? Mm. I watched a lot of SpongeBob growing up. Uh, so help me out with. I like SpongeBob. I have no issue with SpongeBob. But guys that are like crazy about SpongeBob, I just don't get in comparison to South Park, Simpsons. Futurama, uh, other ones. What is it about South Park? I would excuse me. What is it about SpongeBob that you like the best? I don't know. I thought it was just it was just funny. Uh, I didn't really watch South Park and, and, and Simpsons and all that growing up. Um, but SpongeBob, I don't know. It was just a, a funny show, uh, and, and the characters were great. So I kind of I just enjoyed it. Favorite character on SpongeBob. Uh, for sure, SpongeBob, the main character. Okay, least favorite character on SpongeBob. Uh, I'll say Plankton. Okay, okay, like it's just a good call. Okay, so if it wasn't SpongeBob, what was the cartoon that was your go-to? Like SpongeBob's not on. We can't get Nick today. You know, like what's what's the what's the next best? I'm going Ed, Ed, and Eddie. I've never seen Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Is it, huh? Still, still good. Like, still, like, still stands up test time. If I go home today and I watch Ed, Ed and Eddie, I'll still, I'll still smile at it. Yeah, 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I actually when my kids were little, I got I got into gumball. I love watching uh, gumball. Uh-huh. That's a that's a that's a solid one as as well. Um, yeah, that was. What was your snack of choice as a kid? Snack like of choice. Because like my, 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 my son is huge on Takis. Like we didn't have Takis when I was a kid, uh-huh. right? Some people go Cheetos, right? Now you got the, the Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Okay, so we're thinking, yeah. I'm thinking like uh, you're only 20, so we're talking like eight, eight to 10 years ago. You're on the couch watching SpongeBob. What are you eating? What are you drinking? I'm drinking some some Gatorade, blue Gatorade, and some hot Cheetos. Yeah, see, you grew up in a generation where you had multiple Gatorades. I'm old enough to remember when we only had one flavor, and they came out with other flavors. And and now people look at the lemon lime like, I can't believe you drank that stuff. I just, I can't, I can't, can't believe it. Can't, can't believe it. Um, got a lot of things I want to want to get to with you. What do you think? Do you do you have a feel for where you're going tomorrow? Honestly, no. Um, talked to a lot of teams. Uh, all kind of felt the same. Uh, so, you know, stuff is changing every day. It's going to change all the way up. It's going to change even during the draft. So, you know, play by ear. Do you care? I mean, is it? Do, do you, is there an organization that you're like, man, I, I, or I'm like, do you actually care where, in fact, you go? Nah, I just yeah, I get to work. I get to play football as my job, so I'm just excited for anywhere. Yeah, you should. You you should. Um, obviously, one of your former schools or your former one of your former schools is in the news as there's this mass defection out of Colorado football. Of course, you went there, you played there, you left before going to Oregon. What's your reaction to Dion coming in? And I mean, I think they have what is it, sixteen guys on scholarship right now? Sixteen. What's your reaction? I mean. You know, I hope he, 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 he turns the program around uh, and just, you know, I'm excited that he got in there and brought the energy around and they're having a lot of hype. So I just hope they, they get to win in it and can turn it back to to what uh, type of college it used to be in the 90s. Yeah, what, what it should be, right? It, it, it should be a should be a great and, and, and special, special place. Um, you know, you come from a really athletic, like crazy athletic family. How much does getting drafted in the first round, you know, give, give you bragging rights around the family? I don't know. I mean, older sister's an Olympian. Uh, other one, the other older one is aspiring to be in the next Olympics. Uh, shoot, the little one's already running state track, so I don't know how much how much that that gives me. Yeah. Uh, that's that's crazy, right? Like, okay, I play in the NFL. Like, yeah, I'm an Olympian. Like, I don't think, I don't know. Like, which is, if we did the hierarchy, which would be better? Probably uh, the Olympian. Uh, you know, that's Olympics is worldwide. Uh, football is really just an American sport, so he probably has that title. That, that's fair enough. Um, head and shoulders. What are you doing with head and shoulders? I know you're in the P and G lounge. What are you doing with head yeah. and shoulders this, this week? Really, just you know, coming in, um, but just making sure my my hair looks great, feels great, and uh, they know I can use it to make I can use head and shoulders to make every wash count and protect myself from dangerous. So just making sure I get ready and, and look good and feel good for for tomorrow night. Uh, what's what's the attire tomorrow night? Do you have a suit picked out, or what, what do you got working? I do got a suit. I can't give that away though. Okay. 
Um, who's the most excited of your traveling party, of the family member who's constantly, constantly texting you or asking you where you're going? Um, probably my high school coach. He's real excited. What's his name? Uh, Rudy Rangel. So Rudy's so so Rudy's there. He's just he and and how important has he been in in your prominence as a football player? Uh, he's been real important. He brought me in uh, when I went to the colony and just helped me regain the love of I have for football. And so ever since I was there, uh, helped a lot. So he's really excited to, to to be able to come up here. Well, he should be, and so should you. Hey, man, it's been a great journey so far. Can't wait to see where you're going tomorrow. Christian, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to the folks at uh, Head & Shoulders for allowing us to have you on. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon, originally from uh, Carrollton, Texas. It's a suburb, beautiful suburb, uh, in the DFW. All right, so let's have, the, let's have the cartoon talk. Okay, this is a big thing. Now, my era of cartoons is I have this, like, like split era. Because before I had kids, I still, and even when I had kids, I'd still watch cartoons late at night. Right? Like, that's just, uh, I used to, I was a big, big Futurama guy. Um, now my kids are kind of past the little, like, we don't do the uh, uh, Peppa Pig thing, right? Like, I got 17-year-olds and a 14-year-old. But we still, one of my 17-year-olds, like, she's, she sends me South Park clips all the time and Family Guy clips all the time, which are hysterical. But in your own personal cartoon hierarchy, Nick, I see you kind of nodding along. Okay, from your childhood, what what were your what were your big your big cartoons? I was a Cartoon Network guy originally, and so they had all of the old stuff. So I was doing you know the '60s Scooby Doo, the Tom and Jerry's, sure. like those those were my prime too. I definitely dabbled in some SpongeBob and some Ed Ed and Eddie, but Scooby Doo was above all the rest. Scooby Doo Doo, uh, what about you there, uh, John? Uh, I mean, um, Jason Stewart. I got I got to uh, remove myself from this. I I, I was like never cartoons. a big cartoon guy. How? I haven't been wait, a cartoon wait, guy. So, so um, Saturday morning, hold on. Saturday morning, growing up in Brea, California. Yeah, you wouldn't go and turn on cartoons. I would, but I just wasn't passionate about it. Like I really can't even remember. I mean, I would do Scooby Doo and stuff, but I can't remember. Smurfs. I got Smurfs nothing for, for you. Saturday morning. Uh, Smurfs for Saturday. All right. What about you, Ramos? Uh, I loved Scooby Doo. I loved uh, Super Friends. Uh, Bugs Bunny. I was all a big fan of the stuff like that. The the Wiley Coyote Super Geniuses were my favorite Wiley Coyotes. Do you remember Wiley Coyote Super Genius? You can Google that one. Kids can watch that one. Of the new ones or newer at ones, Simpsons has got to be the goat, right? I mean, it has stood the test of time. It has predicted the future. Um, you know, it's it's a great uh, reference you can make to anybody and everybody because everybody it spans so many different generations. Um, I never got into The Simpsons. Still time. Still oh, yeah, there's 38,000 episodes, so I'm sure I'll start somewhere. Yeah. I've, I've what, told one? people this. I've, I think I've lost out on a lot of great content because I've had this thing ever since I've become an adult that if it's animated, it's for kids. Yeah. I just don't watch Family Guy. I don't watch South Park, and I don't like watch Simpsons. But every time I do watch it, whether it be a link or somebody brings it to my attention, I laugh out loud. Yeah, you can get away with things I just in a don't, cartoon. You can't get away with things. Yeah, in, in, exactly. In, in, I don't know why. I don't know why I have that block the in my only, head. The only time that has ever not been is when Frank Azaria had to stop doing a poo because it was somehow deemed to be offensive. Yeah, that was weak. Yeah, right. Like, 
that's the part of the show that you deem to be offensive? <laughs> that's the part you picked out? <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know, how about the idea that you have a guy who works at a nuclear power plant who's constantly asleep at the job, right? <laughs> That's actually a really good Simpsons laugh. But the shows aren't as violent as they were. Remember, like, Bugs Bunny and, and Wiley Coyote, like, they would stick dynamite in people's mouths and they would explode. Yes. Remember Shoot that? people's faces off. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, what was his name? Um, the one with the, with the, gu- with the guns. Yosemite Sam. So maybe they're more funny and irreverent and kind of like non-PC, but they're still not hitting people with hammers, yeah, which we, is what we, we grew up with. Game, so it doesn't really, we, we make up <laughs> in video games. We're right. still polluting our kids' minds. <laughs> it's just moved in a much on. More realistic and vivid way. That's that's really, that's really <laughs> Good what's point. changed. You know, it's really what's changed. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the code Gottlieb for a special offer when you sign up. That's code Gottlieb only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Feel free to send in your favorite cartoons. I used to like Saturday mornings they had gummy bears. Do you guys ever remember? You have to be, uh, this is probably mid to late 80s. They had gummy bears and they would drink gummy berry juice and they could bounce all over the place and kind of save the world. That was my big Saturday morning cartoon. And then we had cable before a lot of people had cable and cable had Nickelodeon and Nickelodeon had uh, Inspector Gadget and Heathcliff. But Inspector Gadget was a was a big one. That was a big afternoon staple. I would come home, watch Inspector Gadget, and then at four on Mondays, turn on the Big East and watch Big Monday. But usually it's Inspector Gadget and Heathcliff, either mine or where I had like a babysitter's house. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Wow, there's a lot of bullcrap on radio and TV about Kawhi Leonard, huh? I mean, it's just an enormous... Uh, it's, it's really sad. Um, I had this conversation before the show, and... This is something we have a tendency to do, right? When there's a problem or when something lets us down, we, and I know there's various stages of grief or whatever, but what we do is we blame, we point out, we blame, we point out, we blame, we point out, we blame. Pick any problem. Any, pick, a, pick a problem. Like, let's not do guns or uh, homelessness in Los Angeles, which is the discussion today. Give me a problem, Jay Stu. Societal problem. Um, what do we do about the uh, the kind of the inner city schooling system? Okay, so schools suck, right? So what happens with these schools? Are schools are not as good as they should be? They're not preparing everybody equally, and many not preparing people for real life. It's like my my daughter, who actually goes to a very good but private school. She's taking Algebra 2 Trig. And she's like, what do I need trigonometry for? And I was like, to pass trigonometry. That's what you need it for. And I understand that algebra and whatever, there's processes that you have to go through and throw, show your work and you have to learn. And it's, it's a lot like life. Like you have to go through these processes and make sure you don't skip steps. Otherwise you get lost. And we should judge you based upon your steps. But there's a point to it. You're like, literally, you'll never use this ever again in your life. Have any of us in here used algebra ever? Algebra 2, trig, geometry, geometry maybe a little bit? Okay, regardless, let's not get off on that tangent. Here's the tangent, is 
How do we, like, schools. So what happens when you say schools aren't good, we're stupid, right? There'll be people that blame, hey, a lot of single-parent homes. Culture of education in some some uh, some families are is greater than a culture of education. Do we raise taxes? Do we lower taxes? Are taxes being used? What about charter schools? Instead of actual solutions. The gun issue. Right. By the way, again, I don't think it's a great solution, but at least people who go like, you know, armed guards at school. Like, I, I, I don't know why we're that to that point. I don't think it's a pure solution. It's more Band-Aid, but at least it's a solution. What we instead do is we blame the Republicans, blame the Democrats, the Democrats blame the Republicans, and everybody blames, you know, uh, mental health, NRA, whatever. Well, with the L.A. Clippers... We have people blaming the medical team. We have people blaming the Clippers. Plenty of people blaming Kawhi. You know what's weird about it? Paul George has been hurt a bunch since he's been a Clipper. And yet, he doesn't seem to be getting the criticism of Kawhi Leonard. I heard Stephen A. Smith today say, well, I didn't see him get hurt. <laughs> okay, and? I just, it it doesn't feel like it is. Here's the issue. I think people think these guys are, like, faking it or they don't want to play because they've already made a lot of money. Maybe these people are projecting. Have we ever thought of that? A lot of times, Pete, your opinion on something is you're projecting it. You know, hey, if, if I was making $40 million a year and my knee hurt and I already won a couple of championships and I'm guaranteed of making that money regardless, why would I go and and put myself in harm's way and, and play back? Kawhi Leonard actually has a torn meniscus in his knee. So what are we actually doing here that we're acting like he's faking an injury? He was the best player in the league for the last month and a half of the season, and it wasn't actually all that close. He's a tremendous defensive player, an incredible rebounder, an improved passer, and as efficient a scorer as the game has. He was great in games one and games two. Like, we freak out because Russell Westbrook uh, got a couple steals and made a couple free throws late. He was three of 19. Kawhi Leonard carried that team, won that game. And when Russell Westbrook wasn't an abject disaster, he made a couple big defensive plays. But a lot of that, a lot of the mistakes were covered because Kawhi is that good. I just sit here and go, I, I don't believe in curses. But the Clippers are absolutely cursed. You know, you go and get Bill Walton. People remember that they got Bill Walton? And Bill Walton had a foot injury, which he took the old injection day of the game, played for the Portland Trailblazers, end up suing the Trailblazers. But he had a bad foot. He was never the same. You go through to when they drafted Danny Manning and he got hurt or drafting Danny Ferry or drafting, you know, making bad draft picks. The Clipper curse used to be if you drafted somebody like Blake Griffin, they missed their first year and oftentimes they were never the same. Then they got to be a, have be a playoff team. Well, one year they made the playoffs with Larry Brown as their coach. But because the L.A. riots, they had to play their home games in Anaheim. At the convention center. Right? Nobody remembers that playoff run because it ended in Anaheim at the convention center. Then you finally get Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan and you have Lob City. 
And whether it was Chris Paul being hurt or the NBA and the game changing where you couldn't play two non-shooting bigs and you struggled to even play one. And all of the other issues, how many times did Chris Paul get hurt? And like, well, Chris Paul's not clutch. Well, I saw him have, didn't he have like some crazy game against the Spurs in game seven in the NBA playoffs? <coughs> didn't he? That did happen. Dudes get hurt at inopportune times. That's sports. But now because it's happened to Kawhi in two of the last three years where he's had a knee injury? You have Stephen A. Smith, who's the foremost hot take artist in all of sports. Stephen A. Smith is. He's on the biggest sports network. He makes the most money of anybody in that network. He's on the coverage of the NBA. So what he says, that that is the hottest of hot takes. He's like, they should just have him retire. That's the actual solution to the problem. That is, you know what that is? That is, we got a drug problem in our school. Well, let's just make it all legal. You know, it's legal in Amsterdam. Let's just make it all legal. Okay, not really a solution that we're willing to. No. But he's not even offering the solution other than his solution is, they should make him retire. What, what, what exactly does that do? Like, if we wanted to, like, play that out, like, if you want to have, like, a real discussion, forget about why, because we know he, we know why he's saying it. He's saying it because he's, he, he somehow fears the backlash of, of saying he doesn't think Kawhi Leonard is really injured, thinks he's hurt. But forget about all that. Okay, so he retires. Now what? <laughs> now what? what? What's, what's, what's the plan? How do you replace the best player in the NBA who's from L.A. under contract for another year? How do you replace him? You go out and get another free agent? With the money that maybe get cleared off the cap if he declares he's retired? Like, that's your solution? It's not a good solution. And look, there's, a, there's always a buyer beware element. We do this thing. Uh, who, we had Steve Keim on yesterday, right? Steve Keim said the hit rate for first-round draft picks is like 49%. For free agents, it's like 33%. But yet every year when guys are traded or guys sign or whatever they do, they switch teams, we assume that it's always going to work out perfectly when Russell Wilson didn't. So what is the actual solution? I walk away thinking the only possible discussion you can have based on reality, okay, not talking trash, not wondering. The only possible is, I I, I believe the the Clippers are cursed. It's the only explanation because the, the injuries at inopportune moments seem unfair. It had nothing to do with Donald Sterling was a bad guy. Everybody knows it. Steve Ballmer's done everything right. You know, <laughs> I told people this. I was told when COVID struck and everything shut down, okay, <clears throat> they sent Pelotons to every player. I think they had those tonal things for every player. They had people constantly checking in. When the guys needed food, they ran out the, the, the quality food to them and all, all the products they needed. They wanted to take care of their guys. 
built a brand new state-of-the-art practice facility, even though they had a perfectly good practice facility. They're building a brand new arena right in the heart of Inglewood, which, by the way, is where the Lakers used to play. It's, it's, it's a city of champions. They're literally doing everything right. They go out and they, they get two great players who are both from Southern California, build a roster around those two and a championship-caliber coach who the Lakers want to hire, offer the job to. So the solution to another year and another injury, in this case two injuries, causing their season to come to an unceremonious end is Kawhi Leonard should retire. Either they're not meeting over there, and, you know, the reason you have a show meeting is you kind of say things out loud to see if people spit out their coffee. Either they're not meeting over there, or nobody's speaking up over there. That is the essence of a hot take. It's the kind of hot take which leads people in my profession to be made fun of. Because it's so incredibly ridiculous and obtuse. And oh yeah, by the way, you're Stephen A. Smith. As I said, most powerful man in sports. Hot, he's the most powerful hot taker there is. How about you pick up the phone and call anybody over at the Clippers and find out what's really going on? I know what they'll probably tell you. Dude, we did the load management thing. We did everything we could do right to get these guys ready for the playoffs. And we're snake bit. Right? Why shouldn't Kevin Durant retire? Kevin Durant tore his Achilles tendon. Ah, I mean, tore his Achilles tendon. That ended the Golden State Warriors championship run. That's on him. He tore his Achilles tendon. Oh, yeah, by the way, you know, he hurt his knee with the uh, Brooklyn Nets going back to last year. That hurt their season. That hurt their seating. Then he hurt his knee this year, or, or it was his knee or his ankle this year, in warm-ups with the Phoenix Suns. You know, causing their seed to slip where they had to play the Clippers. Well, why don't you make him retire? Right? Kyrie Irving got hurt a couple years ago with the Brooklyn Nets. He's hurt all the time. It's a complete nonsensical take. If you think he's faking, tell it, say you think he's faking. Say it with your chest. If you don't, then do what you should do, which is, hey, do you have an actual solution to the problem? Nick, we're putting you on the spot. We're moving game time up. Game time! This is game time. It's game time. On the what's, Doug Gottlieb the game, Show. Nick? All right, guys. Today's game is... What are the chances? I'm not a good test taker. I just... <laughs> <laughs> All right. You were talking about Kawhi Leonard yep. and how... And responding to Stephen A. He's under contract next year, has a player option 2024-25. What are the chances Kawhi Leonard is on the Clippers next season? Um... Uh, Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Case closed. Well, I just don't like. Okay, so you're not going to get return on your investment, and when he played, he's the best player in the league. So I don't, I don't. If you're a GM, would you trade for him? Yeah, you trade for him, but I'm not going to move heaven and earth for him when I, I don't know how healthy he is. He has no sweat equity. So yeah, hundred percent. Darren Fox listed as questionable tonight with that broken tip of his left index finger, his shooting hand. He said he's playing tonight for Game 5. What are the chances now that the Kings beat the Warriors tonight? Um, I think, look, they're a very good home team, and the Warriors are a crummy road team. 
But when your best player has an injured shooting finger, you shoot off the index and middle finger of your shooting hand. Um, I think there's at least a portion of it which will affect your team. So with that in mind, and I thought the Warriors would win this game anyway, I'm going to say 35% chance they win at home. All right, not very big there for Sacramento. NFL draft coming up tomorrow. What are the chances we see the top four quarterback prospects, Young, Stroud, Richardson, Levis, that they all go in the top 15? Ooh, top 15. That's a different number than I thought. Um, I'll say 25% chance. I think, um, I think you know, Levis and Bryce Young, I believe, will go both in the top five. Um, CJ Stroud's going to be an interesting one, right? Because that S2 test is a real deal in terms of the processing. Uh, there were already other questions about him, but he's an immensely talented guy, and teams need a quarterback. Anthony Richardson's a developmental guy. I think he'll go in the first round. I just don't know where. So I'm going to say, what was my percentage chance? I said 35%. No. I think you said 25. 20, 25% chance they all go in the top, top 15. I found Stroud interesting because he was the betting favorite a month ago, so that leads me into with the books now being behind Young and then Levis, what are the chances C.J. Stroud winds up being the best quarterback in this draft class when we look back on it years later? That who does? C.J. Stroud? C.J. Stroud. Becomes the best quarterback? Yes. 10%. 10%. Low. 10%. All right. 10%. All right, that's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.